The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the scripture upon which it was based. While the content is the same as the homily preached, it has been recreated for the quality of the podcast. A reading from the book of Sirach. When a sieve is shaken, the husks appear. So do one's faults when one speaks. As the test of what the potter molds is in the furnace, so in tribulation is the test of the just. The fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. So too does one's speech disclose the bent of one's mind. Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that the people are tested. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, when this which is corruptible clothes itself with incorruptibility, and this which is mortal clothes itself with immortality, then the word that is written shall come about. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks to be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good, but an evil person out of a store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. As I looked at the first reading from Sirach today, I couldn't help but return to my senior year of high school art class. In my case, it could have been art for the unartistically inspired. Because for me, it was simply a class that was a change of pace break from my college prep curriculum that also promised no homework and, fortunately for me, required no artistic talent as a prerequisite. The reason the first reading brings that class to mind is that one of the materials that we worked with was ceramic, which involved mixing clay into a usable form and then crafting something out of it before baking it in a kiln oven to harden it. This was usually followed by a second coating with a glossy glaze and a second heating to make the piece more decorative and waterproof. The critical part of the process was that the raw clay had to be worked by hand to remove any air bubbles or pockets before the first heating. Otherwise, under the heat and pressure of the oven, the trapped air would expand and burst through the clay, breaking the piece. This is the point of the verse that says, 
The test of what the potter molds is in the furnace. So in tribulation is the test of the just. The problem for this uninspired art student was that the working of the clay by hand was a hard, unpleasant process that took a lot of time to get it right. And while the clay might look fine on the surface, there could well be tiny air pockets hidden inside the clay, making it not easy to determine when it was sufficiently worked and ready to be molded and fired. The temptation was always to say, well, that's probably good enough. and Take your chances that your pieces would survive the kiln. In my case, some pieces did, and some did not. The test was indeed in the furnace, where the heating proved whether the clay was suitably prepared. For if it was not, what you had, instead of a clay piece, was simply broken pieces of clay. We work our inner selves in the same way our character, our faith, our hearts. And the challenges we face in this life reveal the true nature, the heart of that character. It's not a bad analogy given that God fashioned man out of the earth. But once formed by virtue of the free will that he gave us, he left the working of the clay to us by the choices we make of the opportunities we're given. And those choices develop and form our character and conscience a heart of us that will reveal itself not during the smooth and easy days, but on the challenging days when the heat is turned up. That character, the truth of what is in our hearts, can be revealed by how we speak or by how we act. But either way, the fruit, the nature of our heart, will be revealed under pressure. So the question is, how do we work our clay, our character, into the right stuff that will withstand the heat when it comes and yield consistently good fruit in season and out of season. Well, as Jesus says in the gospel, it will do us no good at all to have the blind lead us. I mean, that should be obvious. But isn't that exactly what we do when we turn to the wisdom of the world in the case of faith and morals? I mean, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with watching YouTube or Pinterest or Facebook or cable TV or what have you if you're trying to find out how to bake a cake or fix an appliance or the fastest route to Sheboygan. That's a city in Wisconsin for those of you who are geographically challenged. But on the issues that will determine our final destiny, do we really want to turn to the popular opinion of the many who will enter through the wide gate? To put it another way, While it certainly is difficult to see the splinter in our brother's eye with a beam in our own eye, it is also awfully difficult to know that a beam in our eye is a problem when everyone else in the room has a beam in their eye as well. Now, if we want to remove the beam from our eye or the air bubble from our clay, we need to get outside of the room full of eye beams, Go from the corruptible to the incorruptible. Go from the mortal to the immortal. If you want to escape the sting of death, if you want to claim the victory, then we must go to the one who conquered death and gives us that victory, our Lord Jesus Christ. But how do we get there? Well, first maybe we should talk about how we don't get there. And I'd like to take a little poll before we go any further to illustrate my point Did any of you get over to see the display of my artworks last month at the Snyde Art Museum on Notre Dame campus? Anyone? Have any of you placed bids for any of my artwork that is up for sale on Christie's online auction site? No? 
Oh, do you know why? Because I was a lousy art student. I just did what I had to do to get the grade I needed. I didn't do anything extra. I didn't put forth any effort. My stuff blew up in the oven. I never was and never will be an artist. But that's okay. You know why? Because thank God being an artist isn't a requirement to get to heaven. But fortunately, Paul in his letter to the Corinthians tells us just how to get there. And it requires effort, but not talent. My beloved brothers and sisters, be firm, steadfast, always fully devoted to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And my brothers and sisters, this just happens to be the perfect time of year to up our game in this area. Lent begins this Wednesday, and if we are comfortable putting the fat in Fat Tuesday, let us be sure to put the ashes in Ash Wednesday and the 40 days that follow. And we have lots of options to do that. Extra Masses every weekday evening, additional confession opportunities, Stations of the Cross, and did I mention the retreat this very next Saturday morning from 9 to 12? That I am pleased to announce will have its very own I-Beam removal booth. (laughs) This Lent, like every Lent, we have a choice. And it's quite simple. We can work our clay like that disengaged, distracted, unmotivated high school student I described earlier, or as the firm, steadfast, fully devoted follower of Jesus that Paul exhorts us to be. In the end, our decision will leave us either looking at the pieces of broken clay that couldn't stand the heat, or shining brightly as one glazed in union with the sun. For questions or comments on this homily, email me at deaconjoe2017 at gmail.com.